Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey everyone and welcome to Jesus Stories. This is the podcast which tells the life and teachings of Jesus without preaching in an informal, informative, and interesting manner. We're going to continue with the teachings that Jesus shared with his disciples during Holy Week, the last week in which he lived on this earth. He teaches some rather pointed and difficult lessons. In fact, the teaching we'll look at today is one which is still difficult to understand, and it might even be considered to be scary. We'll pick that story up in just a moment. First, let me remind you that these Jesus stories come your way because of your support, and I do appreciate that. And as I've said before, I'm asking that if you need to choose between supporting us and supporting the humanitarian effort in the Ukraine and Eastern Europe, please help them first. Again, I've put some links to some resources in the show notes. If you can support both of us, great. Just give us a visit to our website. Go on over there to jesusstories.info. Click on the Support This Podcast tab in the menu. That's jesusstories.info. So have you checked out the different platforms in which we're presented? We've talked about Podchaser in a couple of three weeks before, but of course, you can hear us on Apple and Google Podcasts. There's Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Amazon. And don't forget other podcast players like Outcast. We're just about everywhere, even in some foreign countries. You'll find these outlets listed on the website, jesusstories.info. That's jesusstories.info. Don't forget we're on Patreon as well. It's a great place to check out this podcast and the first Jesus Stories Extras podcasts that have been posted there for those who support us in an ongoing manner. Big thanks to Tamara and ER for their support and to the Sweetens Cove Church of Christ for their support. Now, we said as we closed our last Jesus Stories episode that Jesus and his disciples had been in the temple. He had taught there, and he had pointed out a widow who contributed all of her wealth, two cents, to the temple, eliciting the praise that she had given more than anyone else. Now, Jesus and his disciples are leaving the temple, and his disciples remark on the magnificence of this structure, and indeed, it is magnificent. It was magnificent. Herod, the builder of this temple, was known for his projects, his building projects. This temple had been in progress for 84 years. It covered 35 acres. Some of the stones used in this construction weigh in at 400 tons each. 
People still don't understand how these stones were moved and put into place. This temple was indeed a marvel of engineering and architectural beauty. So the disciples remark about the temple. Teacher, look at these magnificent buildings. Look at the impressive stones in the walls. Jesus responds with a statement that sounds impossible. Yes, he says, look at these great buildings, but they will be completely demolished. Not one stone will be left on top of another. Now, I imagine this left the disciples stunned. After all, here was this magnificent structure. How is it going to be completely demolished? Later that evening, some of the disciples come to Jesus to ask him this very question. They're across the valley from Jerusalem on the Mount of Olives. Perhaps they can see the temple across the valley. Peter, James, John, and Andrew come to Jesus with their questions. Tell us, they say, when will all of this happen? What sign will show us that these things are about to be fulfilled? Jesus launches into a prophecy. It's complex enough that the scholars today still debate over its full meaning. I'll not attempt to delve into the meaning of the, on this podcast, but eventually I may share with you some ideas on Jesus Stories Extra podcast episode. But like the scholars, it, it will be my opinion and only that. Jesus begins by telling his disciples what signs to look for. The first one is misleading messiahs. Don't be misled, he says. There will be impostors come and claim to be messiah. Many people will believe them. Then he says, you'll hear of wars and rumors of wars. Don't panic, he says. This is just the beginning. Yes, these things must take place, but the end won't follow immediately. Nation will go to war against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in many parts of the world. But all of this is only the first of the birth pains with more to come. As these events happen, you're going to be arrested, handed over to local councils, beaten in the synagogue, and that's the Jewish version of church outside of the temple, you'll also stand trial before the civil authorities, governors and kings, just, just because you follow me. But this is a great opportunity, an opportunity to tell the story of Jesus. For the good news must first be preached to all nations. But, Jesus continues, when you're arrested, don't worry about what to say in your trial. Just say what you hear from the Holy Spirit. For it is not you who will be speaking, but the Holy Spirit. Then Jesus calls for persistence during these times. He warns that there will be familial betrayal. A brother will betray his brother to death. A father will betray his own child. And children will rebel against their parents and cause them to be killed. Sin will be everywhere. People will hate you because you follow me, Jesus. But, Jesus says, the one who endures to the end will be saved, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world. Now, Jesus refers to an Old Testament prophet named Daniel. He was among a group of Jewish young men who were taken into captivity by the Babylonians in 605 BCE, by King Nebuchadnezzar. 
Daniel and some other young men were selected by the king for special treatment and training to enter the service of the king. Daniel, however, decided he could excel in this training and still serve Jehovah God. Jehovah God selected Daniel to share with him visions of the future. Jesus references one of those visions. Here are his words. The day is coming when you'll see what Daniel the prophet spoke about. The sacrilegious object that causes desecration standing in the holy place. Now, this is one of those statements that Bible scholars have puzzled about for years. Uh, so let's take this one, but let's take it backwards if, if you don't mind. The first question is, what is the holy place? Now, some think it refers to the holy place in the temple. It's a place in the Jewish temple of Jesus' day where only the high priest can enter. It contains the ark and other holy objects. The high priest was the only one to go into this place. He went into this place once a year and only after some very stringent ritual purification. This was the place where the glory of Jehovah would reside among his people. So this would have been the holiest place in all places in Jerusalem. What is the object that causes desecration? Some translations call it the abomination of desolation. Nobody really knows what it means. Throughout the history of the Jewish people, we find various conquerors who have sought to desecrate the temple. One put a pig in the temple, another placed idols of their deities into the temple. Is this what Jesus and Daniel are referencing? We really don't know. So to help you kind of understand, and maybe even make you more confused, when we read this account in the gospel written by Luke, we get a slightly different understanding. Now, in all of the gospels, Jesus is warning of the coming of the destruction of Jerusalem. In Luke, he adds this, when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, then recognize that desolation has come near. You see, Jerusalem was to be surrounded and besieged. Some commentators take the object that causes desolation to mean the armies which will surround Jerusalem. They will surround the city that Jesus loves, causing desolation and destruction to that holy place. Now, while there is confusion about the meaning of the object that causes desecration, there is no confusion about the warning that is tied to this event however it is interpreted. When this happens, he said, flee to the hills, run. If you're on a roof in your house, don't even go downstairs to pack, leave. If you're working in your field, don't go home. If you're in Jerusalem, leave the city. If you're in the country, don't go to the city. It's going to be awful for pregnant women or nursing mothers. Pray that this doesn't happen during the winter or in the Sabbath. For there will be greater anguish than at any time since God created the world, and it will never be so great again. In fact, unless the Lord shortens that time of calamity, not a single person will survive. But for the sake of his chosen ones, he has shortened those days. Now, why all of these dire warnings? Well, Jesus explains, For there will be disaster in the land and great anger against this people. They will be killed by the sword or sent away as captives to all the nations of the world, 
and Jerusalem will be trampled down by the Gentiles until the period of the Gentiles comes to an end. Now, let me stop here and share some history. About 40 years after this teaching, Jerusalem was surrounded and destroyed by the Roman army. In AD 66, Jews revolted against the rule of the Roman Empire. In the ensuing war, the attempts to capture Jerusalem resulted in a stalemate. The Roman army could not breach the city walls, so they built a wall outside the city at the same height as the city walls. Inside the city, zealots burned food supplies to induce defenders to fight rather than negotiate, and many people died of starvation. In addition, order totally broke down. Roving herds of militants went berserk, looting, killing, ransacking homes, confiscating all the goods they could lay their hands on without caring about how their victims would survive. Many attempted to leave the city, only to be caught and crucified by the Roman army. Historians of the time report that between 600,000 and a million people were part of the resistance to the Romans, Many of these people were visitors to Jerusalem. They had come for Passover and got trapped by the fighting. After seven months, the walls were breached and the city was burned. The historian who was in Jerusalem at this time, Josephus, estimated that over a million people died in the siege and the fighting, and 97,000 people were sold into slavery. He concluded with this statement. Accordingly, the multitude of those that perished at their end exceeded all the destructions that either men or God ever brought upon the world. You recall Jesus' words? For there will be greater anguish than at any time since God created the world, and it will never be so great again. These words were spoken 40 years before the events occurred. But Jesus is not even finished yet. He repeats his warning concerning false messiahs and false prophets coming to deceive. Don't believe them, he says. Then, at last, the sign that the Son of Man is coming will appear in the heavens. This starts a whole new section of prophecy, which is very controversial. Some people see this as a continuation of the prophecy concerning the destruction of Jerusalem. Others think it refers to a time when the earth and life on it will end. I'm just going to present it to you as Jesus described it. No commentary or speculation about meaning. Eventually, I may give you my speculation in a Jesus Stories Extra, but that's not today. So, Jesus says... There will be a sign of the coming of the Son of Man. He'll come on the clouds of heaven with great power and great glory. He'll send out his angels to gather his chosen ones from all over the world. There will be strange signs in the sun, moon, and stars. Nations will be perplexed by roaring seas and strange tides. People will be terrified and the powers in heaven will be shaken. Then everyone will see the Son of Man coming on a cloud with power and great glory. So when all these things begin to happen, stand and look up, for your salvation is near. Whew. What a prophecy. But he continues. He continues with a reference to a lesson that he taught earlier in the week. 
Remember when Jesus went for breakfast, he wanted to find some figs? So he went to a promising-looking fig tree, but there were no figs on it. He cursed the tree and it died. Now he says, learn a lesson from the fig tree. When its branches bud and its leaves begin to sprout, you know that summer is near. In the same way, when you see all these things, you can know his, the Son of Man's, return is very near, right at the door. In fact, this generation will not pass before everything has taken place. Heaven and earth will disappear, but my words will never disappear. But no one knows the exact time when all of these events will happen. The angels in heaven don't know. The Son doesn't know. Only the Father, Jehovah God, knows. So, when the Son of Man returns, it will be like the time of Noah. Do you know the story of Noah? Noah and his family were the only righteous people Jehovah God found on the earth during his time. Jehovah God was so upset over this lack of righteousness that he decided to destroy the whole earth by flooding it. But because Noah and his family were faithful to Jehovah God, he warned Noah and gave him instructions to build a boat, an ark, in which to save him, his family, and a selection of wildlife from the earth. While Noah told the population about God's warning, he didn't know when the flood would come. People in his time went on with their lives, eating, drinking, marrying, working, no regard for the warning that was being given to them. Jesus says that when the Son of Man returns, it will be just like that. Everyone will be enjoying life, but people will be unexpectedly separated. So, he says, you too must keep watch. For you don't know what day your Lord is coming. If a homeowner knows when a burglar is coming, he'd stay alert and watch to stop the burglar. This is the same way. Watch out. Don't let your hearts be dulled by carousing and drunkenness and by the worries of this life. Don't let that day catch you unaware like a trap. For that day will come upon everyone living on the earth. Keep alert at all times. And pray that you might be strong enough to escape these coming horrors and stand before the Son of Man. Some pretty dire warnings for us. Be alert. Watch out. Be prepared. To further illustrate the importance of being ready, Jesus will tell three stories. However, we're going to have to wait until the next episode to get to those stories. That'll come in two weeks. These stories come to you because you've chosen to support us, and we appreciate it. If you benefited from these stories, I invite you to pray about and consider supporting this podcast, either with a one-time donation or an ongoing donation. Just visit the website, jesusstories.info. Click the Support This Podcast tab in the menu. You'll find out how to support us, either once or maybe even monthly. If you support us in an ongoing basis, I've got some extras that are just beginning to show up at patreon.com slash Jesus Stories. There's some videos as well as additional podcasts called Jesus Stories Extras. These are episodes which further delve into the stories we've been telling to give you some spiritual food for thought. You'll find them at patreon.com slash Jesus Stories. They're available to those who are willing to support this podcast in a small way. People find this podcast when you rate and review us on your favorite podcast player, especially on Apple Podcasts, 
Won't you let others know what you think of these episodes? You can rate and review on your player or give us some feedback on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. All the links are on our website, jesusstories.info. That's jesusstories.info. Our next Jesus Stories episode is going to feature these three stories about readiness and judgment, plus the events which lead to the death of Jesus move forward. We're going to talk about all of this in the next Jesus Stories. Be sure and check it out in two weeks. by our Creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.